Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. The Women and Money Special Edition today. Welcome to your Friday. And today I've invited a woman who is helping other women master the art of managing and investing our money, should we say. Sajal Patel is founder and CEO of Sajal. And today I gave her a challenge. I said, let's help people out if they wanted to start with just $5,000. Sajal, where should they invest? How can they get started? We're going to go through the ETFs, the stocks, the bonds, the mutual funds, the REITs. How do you, you know, figure out which you should pick for your portfolio if you had just had 5000 to start with? First up, joining us all the way from Canada, I understand. Sajal, how are you? I'm great, Michelle. It's great to be back on the show. Yes. From Toronto. <laughs> oh, welcome back. Welcome back. Sajal, if we did have 5000 and some people might say, you know, mm-hmm. that's a really, really small amount to begin. But can we get started with 5000 Where should we start? Absolutely, we can get started. It can be 5000 It can be 500 It can be 1000 No amount is really small enough to start. So what I always say, Michelle, you know, I started investing when I was a teenager and I used to advise clients on how to invest. And I say that there is a process. The first thing I would say is, you know, you need to figure out what your time frame is. So when do you actually need the money? That's first. The second thing I always ask is what's your risk tolerance? So how much volatility can you withstand? So I'll give you an example, Mm -hmm. right? Suppose we have um, Eunice. And she decides she has this $5,000 to invest. And she's thinking that it's going to be for retirement. So she's not planning on touching the money for some 20 years or 30 years down the road. Her approach to investing would be very different than if she planned on using the money for, say, buying a home in two years. Okay? Right. That's because she has to, one, she's taking a long-term view, right? And if she's taking a long-term view like retirement, she may want to consider investing in something like stocks. Because generally, the stock market, even though it can go up and down in the short term, Mm -hmm. over the long term, 20 years, it's going to trend higher. And it gives her the opportunity to actually make a higher return, even though it might be slightly riskier. But if she needs the money in the short term, like two years, Sticking it in the stock market is not actually a great idea, right? It's actually risky because she may have to pull out that money at a time when the market has taken a correction. Mm -hmm. And then she's actually forced to sell it at a loss. So generally the rule is the shorter the time horizon, the safer and more, say, liquid or easily cashable you want your investments in. So something even like bonds, like Singapore government bonds or even treasury bills is a good option. Really good point, sis. So when do you need the mm-hmm. profit? If you're looking for retirement, look at the stocks over a long-term trend. If your shorter-term horizon suits you better, then maybe bonds would suit you. Sajal Patel, my very special guest in women and money, a first of a four-part special. So let's talk about some of our options. You've named a couple. Mm-hmm. Are there more we should be looking at, even with just 5000 yeah, so what I typically say is, um, and this is the big question, right? 5000 you have so many options. You can buy unit trust, you can actually buy stocks or bonds or exchange traded funds. Like, where do you actually start? Mm. And what I usually say is when it's a smaller amount, and 5000 you know, it's on the smaller side, 
it's very difficult to diversify and diversification is very important, right? So it's hard to diversify if you're just looking at stocks. So going back to this example, suppose Eunice decides she has a medium risk tolerance and she decides part of her money is going to go to bonds and maybe 3000 of that money is going to go to stocks. Well, in Singapore, I believe you have to actually buy a minimum of 100 stocks when you buy. So if you're looking at shares of something like DBS, And I, you know, if it's trading around $30, well, you're not going to be able to buy very much, right, of those shares. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much all you can buy. Mm. And it means that you're not very diversified. So you're betting on one company doing well. The other option is when you're looking at a smaller amount, you probably want to go down the unit trust route or the exchange traded fund route, because that's where money is actually pooled from a lot of different investors. And then you have someone, in the case of unit trust, you actually have a fund manager that uses that money to buy a bunch of different assets, stocks, bonds, whatever it may be. And you're actually getting a slice of that. REITs are really popular in Singapore now, you know, Sajal? (laughs) REITs are really popular. I bet they are because, you know, um, I know a lot of people love their property stocks and, and, and REITs is another way of diversifying without actually having to go out and buy several properties, right? Again, it's kind of like a stock, though. So when you're buying a REIT, you're actually playing in the equity sort of area. They are diversified, right? You can look at whoever the manager is, is actually looking at REITs and they're buying different types, which is it could be commercial, it could be residential. So in a way, you're able to diversify and actually play the property market. So it's certainly something you could look at. Again, it's a diversified play. But then you're also only betting on, say, property, right? So you have to think about, do you want to just be exposed to property or do you want to be exposed to different types of asset classes, different types of stocks, even outside of Singapore, right? Right. You don't want to always bet on one market. You want to think about other markets. I know we're going to do a show on how to get started with the S&P 500 for an absolute beginner from here. So, yeah, there's great Ah, interest in that. So I know women who want to bet everything they have on what they think will be the fastest horse. And then I know Mm -hmm. also that there have been studies and we've done shows on this, that women are great long-term investors because they just don't like the volatility and they're not comfortable with the risk. So what you're suggesting is to think in terms of diversifying your portfolio to minimize the risk. Yeah. Think about balance even. You know, I always give this message, Michelle, to a lot of women. And that is whether it's $500, whether it's $1,000 or even 5000 just get started, right? A lot of women, I think as women, we tend to be very we are holistic thinkers. We often overthink and we tend to go this perfectionist route. Yeah. We don't like to do things halfway. So we feel like I feel that that's what actually stops a lot of women from investing because we feel like if we don't know everything, we won't do it. And, you know, I always give this message to women that I hope that they just start and they can start small and they can start playing in whether it's REITs or unit trust or, you know, diversifying or even even a balanced portfolio with part bonds or part equities. You know, you can dabble in it and start small until you start getting comfortable. Again, I started when I was 16. I didn't know anything about investing. But what I did is I just asked a lot of questions. And I started small until I got comfortable with it and I started building on it. And why I think it's so important is that 
we typically think that it's better or less riskier to leave it in the bank. And I always say, look at it the other way, because when you're leaving it in the bank and when things are getting a lot more expensive and they're getting more, you know, expenses are going up, you've got inflation, you're actually losing the value of that money. So it is important to actually grow your wealth because it can make a huge difference over the long term. And it's really a difference of being, you know, having a great retirement or a just okay retirement. Okay, so you want to aim for, you know, hopefully growing your money above the inflation level, which is, I think, about 1.9% here. Yeah, minimum. (laughs) Minimum. (laughs) At the very least. By the way, how did you do with that first investment at 16, Sejal? You know what? I still have it. (laughs) Oh, wow. I do. I do. And I remember, I think it was like $500 that I put away what with was my first it summer job. It was a, it was a mutual fund, which okay. is like your unit trust. It was in the Canadian market. And I think I got the statement not that long ago and it was something like $11,000. Oh, well done. Well See, done. not bad. It mm. grows over time and I haven't touched it. <laughs> Well, thank you for the great advice, and I cannot wait to speak with you again. July the 12th, Sejal Patel live with us on part two of Women and Money. We're going to look at stocks, bonds, and everything in between. Thanks for being here. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.